Welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. I am your host, Loga the Barbarian. And I've got a, a special guest with me today, Bill Rich, the developer of Glory Road Roleplay. Bill, what can you tell us about Glory Road Roleplay? Well, a lot of things, but it, it started when uh, I was running original D&D, like in 1975. And I really wasn't satisfied with many of the basic assumptions of Dungeons and Dragons, but I loved playing role-playing games. And I loved the people who originated Dungeons and Dragons because they created the hobby and I wouldn't have created the hobby if they hadn't. But the first thing I was dissatisfied with was getting more hit points as you went up level. I really felt, I mean, I'd sparred with people who got better and getting better made them harder to hit. <laughs> And they hit more often. And that's simple and easy to model. And you don't need to conflate it with penetrating armor. So I changed a lot of the combat rules while I was still running what I called Dungeons and Dragons. And all the other people I knew who ran original D&D &D in 1974 and 75 in New Haven, they didn't play rules as written. Nobody played rules as written, except my friend Simon. He was a brilliant game master. He still is, by the way, although it, real life has made it harder for him to run games. And he ran rules as written, and that wasn't bad either. Everybody's game was good, but they were different from one another. I don't think I've ever ran a game rules as written. <laughs> well, I mean, my game, start the first session of my game, everybody started out with your hit points are your constitution. And that was it. You never got any more. And that turned out to be a little too fatal, <laughs> given how rough a game I ran. So eventually it was hit points are constitution doubled or constitution plus 10, whichever was larger. And, and that hit a sweet spot. We ran D&D that way for years. And then advanced D&D came out. And somewhere in the Dungeon Master's manual, it said, if you're not running rules as written, you're not running D&D. &D. Oh. I said, I'm not running D&D. &D. I rewrote the, my, I changed other things besides the combat system. That had been the only thing I changed. I changed attributes. I changed, I, I made a different game. I'm still grateful to the people who created D&D. &D. I'll never badmouth it. You could play it. I played in other people's campaigns. I played in Simon's campaign until he stopped running because real life made it too hard. I would play D&D &D or, or RuneQuest or GURPS, and I'd learn another system if I had to. But Glory Road hits my sweet spot. So what are some of the changes that you've made when you, when you made those changes? My combat system is more concrete. Being damaged is damaged. It's, you know, they always say, well, hit points aren't meat. Mm -hmm. Well, in Glory Road, if you're hit, you might not be hurt, but if you lose hit points, you're physically injured. You're cut or burnt or something. And that makes it easier for me. And I, I'm not saying everybody should run this way. Yeah. It makes it easier for me to envisage what's going on. And since I play, I play immersive. When I'm playing a character, I'm there. I'm that person. That's why I don't like meta currency, like luck points mm. or fate points. I get to decide to use something that my character wouldn't know about. 
my character, I want to play my character and not think about Bill sitting at the table playing a game with his friends. I want to experience my character in a world I didn't make. And then I wrote my game for people who enjoy playing like I do. I wrote, I wrote my game for people who enjoy knowing whether they're using the edge of the point of their sword and why. Now, it turns out a game master can run the game and people who don't care about the combat system can enjoy it. But I don't think you can run my game to run it unless you care about a somewhat more concrete combat system. I can't describe my magic system quickly. Um, and I have, there's a system for social interaction, but we don't use it. We role play pl talking to one another by talking to one another. I do prefer the role playing it instead of having to R-O-L-E play the role instead of R-O-L, like L-L roll the dice. You know, I, I when it comes, especially to, when it comes to, what, what was the term you used? Social interactions and stuff. Right. I'm trying to persuade somebody. I don't want a dice to necessarily be in there. I want to be able to do it between me and the other players and we're acting it out. That's how we always played uh, coming up. I, I did. I started later. I started in the late eighties and that, like, we always, I think the dice were secondary when we started. <laughs> it was not a big part of it. Now, if you were running at a convention, which I've run, I've run glory road in a convention, but usually I, I play among friends. If I were running at a convention, I might use the social interaction system that I created. We, we play tested. It works. It's kind of fun. But we just, there was a guy, I'm not going to give his name, but he was playing a very manipulative, persuasive character. He was the manager of the first Elven Fusion rock band. <laughs> and, and as a manager, he had to be very subtle and bargain brilliantly and all these things. And the kid... He's not stupid, but he's not very verbal. But we cut him slack. When he made an argument, we knew, everyone knew that it wasn't going to be as persuasive as a glib guy would be. And, but if his general idea was right, the other character or my NPC would generally go along with it because we knew him. Now, if you're running at a con and he was he was playing a character who should be glib and persuasive, but he wasn't. I could see using a dice system. Cater to your players' strengths and try to make a game that your players can enjoy at the same time and be able to participate in is a pretty good rule of thumb. <laughs> but he played this character for over a year in a very odd campaign that didn't feature a whole lot of uh, combat because they were a touring Elven Fusion rock band. <laughs> That's great. You know, he bargained with the managers who were trying to cheat him, you know, of the of the venues. And we had to deal with people who hated elves and wanted to shut us down. And <laughs> it, it, he, he, he enjoyed playing that character. It wasn't like him. It was like the character. Yeah. So I've got a question. You have quite a few things out up on drive through, not just the Glory Road role play. Can you give us a? Can you tell us about a few of the other things that you've got out there, real quick? Yeah, we've got every module I've done up till this last one. I've also done an OSR D twenty version because people like my game world. These are all adventures I've run in my okay. game world. I've had forty years of gaming, of running games, 
And these are adventures that people have, have played in. I move them around, I, I modify them, but they're, in, and people like them. The, the, the OSR D20 stuff outsold the um, Glory Road stuff, which you'd figure. And now the Glory Road stuff is picked up a bit. I'm not gonna be able to do an OSR D20 conversion of this last game, of this last uh, module, until I find another OSR D20 group to play test it because real life has caught up with my play testers. The GM and her husband who run the game, uh, she's pregnant. Oh yeah. And that usually means you're out of the game for a while. Yeah, when I had my kids when they were young, especially, it was hard for me to keep a regular game. I It, it just was. <laughs> when they so, got older and they're teenagers, they didn't want anything to do with dad. It was much easier to get my games in regularly. <laughs> oh yeah. She says she's going to be running games again in a year. Um, I have a bet with her husband that it'll be at least three years. It, I mean, it took it took quite a few years to like get regular with my gaming when they were younger. They need a lot of attention. If you've been around a two-year-old, especially the oh. two-year-olds in my family, you weren't running a game. Yeah, I've been around them. I, I had to raise a few. I was a single dad raising those kiddos, and I know all about that. Oh, it's something else. So the modules or the adventures that you have for the Glory Road role play, you have them both in like a like an old school D&D system, like you say, as a D20 system, as well as the Glory Road system. Now, these are the adventures that you ran. How is that correct? Every single one of them is an adventure that we've run over the years. I modify them. I mean, there was one that was, uh, well... It was a little tough for my players, and uh, I've made it softer. And there were one or two that weren't as challenging for the level of characters that we were playing. And, uh, so I made them a little tougher. Um, and there were a couple that I've fused together. And, and I'm doing this partly out of memory. So the adventures that are completely out of memory maybe changed more than I wanted. But I have notes on some of them. I mean, I don't have notes on, I ran a series of Old West adventures and I don't have the notes, so I'm not gonna recreate them right now because I, I really need the notes. I got a question. How far back do these date? Like, like some of the campaigns you've ran here that you got published. I published the other, uh, last year I published a campaign I ran in 1977. Oh, cool. So this is a this is a good like forty almost forty years. Well, uh, seventy seven's been forty years now. Has oh god, <laughs> yes, that's over. That's forty. I, I like to five. think of nineteen eighty as yesterday because yeah. I'm old. But I don't like that. Um, yeah, he's uh, one of the players in that campaign. Said it made him feel old just thinking about it. Now I feel old just thinking about it. <laughs> but that's really awesome though. Like. That's a history of a role play of a of a of a role playing campaign that not many people out there have that kind of record of their old games. Like I've got scribbled notes here and there, but a lot of those notebooks and notes I've lost over the decades. A couple divorces, you know, five years in the Marine Corps, things like that kind of led to all this other stuff. And I didn't hold on to all those notes or character sheets over the years. So I haven't had all the notes. I have I have my players players from years ago remember things, but but I've had players pass away. Yeah, uh, because we've been playing so long, it, 
some of them were young and it was unexpected, but some of them, you know, had run, were, were my age, and that isn't so unusual for a seventy-six-year-old person. Yeah, no, we've we've lost a few from our group as well, and it's it is what it is. I mean, it happens. I guess that's when I start getting to a certain age, people start passing away. <laughs> yeah, but uh, you know, the collective memory from our group uh, is pretty good. I mean, there's this guy Bruce that I still play with. He knows what the rules were in 1990 and he remembers what his characters did in 1987. <laughs> so when I ask him, did this happen? He can tell me yes or no. Mm-hmm. He can also say, you, you changed this and it isn't as good for my character. And I'll say, live with it. So are you st- how long have you been playing with the group that you're playing with? Oh, the guys I play with right now have been playing since the 80s. Most of the people who played with us in the late 70s, I'm still friends with some of them. As I said, some of them are gone and some of them have just disappeared from my life. But the guys in the 80s, some of them, and I, before I moved to Florida, I was playing with more of them, but some of them just don't want to play online. Mm-hmm. And I can't play live with them, even, even if it weren't for COVID, because I'm in Florida and they're all in New Haven County, Connecticut. Yeah. So I play with a couple of them online three of them and one of the old guys who lives in this house and we're all i'm the group i'm playing with is all retired people i'd love to play in the evening uh but retired guys we can play in the afternoon and and cj corella a novelist he can take an hour a few hours to game and then um you know write another time so he's more flexible that's Uh, a familiar name (laughs) he was a rather big figure in gaming uh he wrote He wrote, um, he wrote a lot of stuff for the GURPS. Yeah, I, re- wrote, I remember his stuff. Yeah, and he, and he wrote unit, the unit system and the Buffy game. We play tested a lot of his stuff. Oh, that's oh, great. Man. That's fun. Now, I'm gonna, we're about coming up on time. I want to ask you before we finish up here to let, if, could you tell our listeners where they can find, find Glory Road Roleplay and the books that you've put out and the adventures you've put out online? It's all a drive through I, there is no physical copies. It's all PDFs. Uh, I may, uh, I, I'm probably going to get new artwork because the poker players here in South Florida keep donating money. I was never going to go with kick, Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I, I have to wait till I have the money to buy artwork. Yeah. Uh, but it's all on drive through. We may get print on demand on drive through for some of it, but not not the not the modules. They're so short that print on demand seems like a a silly idea. Print something that I I either have to charge fifty cents for like a you know thirty page document. That doesn't. I don't like that. Well, I have I, I have a long history of um, photocopied and printed out three ring binders full of game material so uh you you know that sounds like the route to go if you get the pdf it's time to put yourself a three ring binder together and start start punching those holes and making your books because i've done it for years (laughs) yeah well we always did that i mean um remember my game wasn't a published thing till 1970 uh till 2017 it was a hobby but i'm retired and i had the time so i published it uh, um, there were a lot of people playing it uh, in in our area in New Haven County, Connecticut. One game at a college in Maine. Some people in England because a guy we played with moved to England, 
and some games in New York City, but it wasn't published. And um, I don't expect to make any money, but I don't care. I'm retired. Yeah, it's a passion. Like, I've been doing it for years. I love it. I understand getting into it. Uh, my game group, we get really into it. We meet pretty regular. We we see each other a few times a week, many of us. Well, right now we're seeing each other mostly online. I got one in-person game, but like you said, we've been playing a lot of us online. And our game group has grown because we've been able to bring in people from outside of who was originally here in our immediate area, which is really nice to keep gaming going. Yeah, I, I like to see people continue. I, I, whether they're playing my rules or some other game, it's good to see people still playing. Yeah. In fact, it's revived, and 5th Edition has done a lot to revive it. Oh, yeah, it's been booming. The 5th Edition stuff like has gotten really popular. There's all kinds of other like independent games that are booming now. I've never seen it like it is right now, and I've, you know, I've got 30 plus years playing you know you said you got 40 plus years playing it's it's through my years it it hasn't been like it is right now i've not seen i've seen some big booms there was a sort of third edition boom but nothing like this <laughs> no this is this is big yeah and you know i've said well i don't like to play this way or i don't like to that doesn't mean i don't like people that people play that way yeah you want to you want to use meta currency and it makes your people happy go ahead uh, you could even use it you could add it to glory road rules. Wouldn't yeah. bother me. I don't care. Uh, it's just not the way we play. Well, it's my experience is that everybody, every group kind of has their own spin on it, their own rules and is doing their own thing that works for them. I've never, I don't think I've ever played anything that is 100% rules as written. You know, that's, I've never seen that. Maybe it happens. I've not been in those games. But everybody does what works for them. And that's what's great about it. It's very DIY and you have a lot of control of how, what you do and it make it work for you. <laughs> as yes. you did. <laughs> it doesn't even matter. There are two different campaigns using Fate or two different campaigns using Unisystem or two different campaigns using 5th edition. They can be very different from one another and still be fun. Yep. I, I never say you're having fun wrong. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, I'm gonna. We're about out of time. If you've enjoyed what you've heard here today, you can find us at wobbliesandwizards.com. Go ahead and leave us a positive review wherever you're listening. You can also find us on Facebook. Just search Wobblies and Wizards. We're kind of active on our little page there. We've just started a Patreon, so if you can support us, we love the support. And you can find that at Patreon backslash Wobblies and Wizards. I'm on Twitter at Logar Hale Crom and keep those dice rolling.